Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This Tuesday show is our roster management show here on the podcast. So it's where we run through the uh, waiver wire for week 15. And then we're also going to look at streaming options for quarterback, tight end, kicker, and uh, DST for week 15 as well. Uh, But before we get into that, I I wanted to just run through a list of injuries because I think many of you probably are dealing with these injuries in your leagues. And, um, you know, maybe you you haven't got around to reading all of the news yet. So uh, week uh, week 14 injuries, Calvin Ridley out for the year, Mike Evans out for the year, DJ Shark week to week with a foot injury, Mark Andrews has a minor injury, Jameis Winston fractured his thumb, Patrick Mahomes has a bruised hand, Auden Tate likely out for the year, Darius Geis likely out for the year, Will Fuller missed and is, like is I think, probably unlikely to play in week 15, Rashad Penny tore his ACL, Josh Jacobs has a pending MRI, we think he probably is not going to be back, Jared Cook suffered a concussion concussion. Bilal Powell has a foot sprain. Devontae Parker suffered a concussion. Albert Wilson suffered a concussion. And uh, Evan Ingram has been ruled out in week 14. Unclear if he is going to be playing in week 15 for the Giants and they could really use him. So uh, after recapping those injuries, time to look at the potential difference makers and uh, some of the borderline starters that you can pick up for your lineups in week 15. The the biggest ad is, of course, going to be DeAndre Washington. He led that backfield in carries and in targets, played over 65% of the snaps, and actually had more targets in this game against Tennessee than Josh Jacobs has had in any given game this year. Washington, to me, pretty clearly the top ad. I am not personally expecting Josh Jacobs to be back this year. I think that uh, on a losing team, you know, they just, they suffered that blowout loss to the Titans. They really can't make the playoffs. I would think that Jacobs is pretty unlikely to come back this year. Uh, Of course, we got to talk about Patrick Laird, who outscored Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, Bilal Powell, Bo Scarborough, all the Buccaneers running backs, Benny Snell, all three of the Chiefs running backs combined, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, and Mark Ingram, all 
in Week 14. Uh, Laird ran a route on 32 of 41 dropbacks for Ryan Fitzpatrick, played over 80% of the snaps for Miami. Miles Gaskin barely played. Delance Turner did not see a touch. Neither did Zach Zenner. Uh, Laird is a legit workhorse running back. He's going to get a great matchup against the Giants this, uh, this upcoming week. And if Josh Jacobs is healthier... You know, if Josh Jacobs is healthier than I project and he's going to come back, Laird is probably a better ad than DeAndre Washington. Uh, next up, we have Chris Thompson. I think maybe the popular ad would be Adrian Peterson, but Thompson is the guy who actually has the ability to score fantasy points without touchdowns. Uh, Darius Geis is again injured. Thompson is coming off of a game where he played 40% of the snaps for Washington, and because he works in the passing game in a way that Adrian Peterson doesn't, with Darius Geis injured, I feel pretty confident that Thompson is going to be the back that you want to own in this lineup. Uh, now moving on to some of the borderline starters, we have Justin Watson and Brashad Perryman. Mike Evans is going to be out for the rest of the year with his hamstring injury. Scotty Miller has also been lost to injury. The uh, The Bucks offense now is going to move to Brashad Perryman being a full-time player, and Justin Watson. Watson being the rotational uh, slot wide receiver, you know, he and sometimes he can go outside as well. The reason why we would prefer Watson over Perryman is that we know what Perryman is at this point. You know, he is a rotational fringe roster NFL player. Uh, Watson, though, is uh, 6'3", 215 pounds, ran a 4.4940, had a good dominator rating in college, a, a, a very strong uh, prospect in terms of, uh, you know, it just in terms of what we expect he could be in the NFL. So definitely, like, I, you know, I, I think that uh, Watson could end up being one of those guys who just has a crazy final couple weeks because he plays in this high-volume Buccaneers offense and he could swing, you know, a couple league championships. Uh, Tyler Higby, I mean, he is just playing wide receiver now for the uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, with Gerald Everett gone the last two weeks, Tyler Higby is first in the NFL amongst tight ends in targets, catches, air yards, yards after the catch, and in actual yards. Gets a great matchup against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 15. Uh, pretty sure he is going to be ranked as, uh, you know, I, I might even rank him as a top five tight end this week. He's still available in, uh, you know, more than enough leagues to make him a... Uh, an ad from the Week 15 Fantasy Football Waiver Wire. Next up, we have Russell Gage, who is going to be replacing Calvin Ridley as a starting wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Austin Hooper's return does ding his target projection a little bit. But when Gage has been on the field, he has pretty consistently received targets uh, from Matt Ryan because he uh, he plays... He just runs those shorter, more high-efficiency routes, you know, just, just closer to the line of scrimmage. I don't think that he's a priority add. It's it's unlikely that I that he would turn into a, uh, like, a season winner, right? Like, a guy who gets you, like, uh, you know, over, uh, you know, 25 PPR points or something like that. Like, he's more of, like, a guy who, in a deeper league, if you need, like, nine PPR points, he he's more likely to be that guy. Next up, we have Ty Montgomery. Uh, this Le'Veon Bell thing is just going sideways for the Jets. Uh, reported that he missed Sunday's game due to the flu, but then the New York Post was reporting that Le'Veon Bell was out late on Saturday night bowling with his friends. And uh, I don't know. It, it seems unlikely that he would be back in 
playing on Thursday against the Baltimore Ravens. We don't have an update on Bilal Powell's injury, but the fact that he was carted to the locker room with a foot injury and they play on Thursday night makes me think that he probably is not going to be active in this game. So Montgomery, I think, actually seems like the favorite to get the passing down work and most of the early down work. Now, granted, the Jets are huge underdogs against the Baltimore Ravens, but the fact that he plays in the passing game probably does give him a, uh, you know, a fairly safe floor. Like, you know, if, if, he had a, a Chris Thompson-esque game where he had uh, eight rushing attempts, but also eight receptions. That That is in the range of outcomes, though that would be, you know, more like the 75th percentile or whatever. Uh, Alan Hearns with Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker out. He is the top wide receiver for the Dolphins. Uh, basically, their wide receiver group right now is Alan Hearns, Isaiah Ford, Matt Collins, who was cut from the Philadelphia Eagles, and Mike Kosicki, who is more of a wide receiver than a tight end. And, and I think that they would probably sign a street free agent as well. Uh, however, you know, I just... Uh, relying on Alan Hearns in a week 15 matchup that that is going to be uh that is going to be a uh, a tricky situation. So so is Alan Hearns an ad? Yes. Am I crazy about it? No. Kind of similar to Russell Gage. I just am not crazy about it as a, as an upside spot. Uh next up we have the Ravens tight ends. We think Mark Andrews probably is going to be back for championship week but not going to be playing in week 15. So Hayden Hurst and Nick Boyle are there uh with uh, Mark Andrews off the field in this last game. Boyle played 54 of 60 snaps, ran 18 routes, had three targets. Hayden Hurst had 28 snaps, uh, ran 16 ran 16 routes, and uh, scored a, a very long touchdown. I believe it was a 61-yard touchdown. Boyle scored a short little one-yard touchdown on a very innovative play from Lamar Jackson. If choosing between one of these two guys for this Thursday night game, uh, I think that you would want to be playing Hayden Hurst. He's the more natural wide receiver, had 100 receptions in college, was a first-round draft pick. He, he is going to be the guy that you are looking at, but Boyle in deeper formats, you know, again, I can see him being, uh, I, I think we can see him being reasonably useful. The last uh, borderline starting tight end is Ian Thomas. So in eight games in his career without Greg Olson, Ian uh, Ian Thomas averages over 10 PPR points per game. Uh, he played 86% of the Panthers' snaps against Atlanta. He plays in this very pass-heavy offense. with a, a, They just have concentrated volume. They really only pass to McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and whoever the starting tight end is. Turns out it was Ian Thomas in this last game. So uh, Ian Thomas, I mean, again, I will probably rank him as a top 12 tight end this week. Uh, next up, we have our deep league targets and our bench stashes from the Week 15 Fantasy Football Waiver Wire. Uh, only two this week for me. Miles Gaskin, who's playing behind Patrick Laird. Uh, it does. It brings me great sadness to uh, to think of uh, our Laird, uh, you know, getting injured or anything happening to him. But you know, uh, Miles Gaskin, we we feel pretty confident that uh, if he was able to get the job, I, like he was a he was a really good player in college. Uh, Miles Gaskin was. He had four straight 1,000 yard seasons. I've mentioned him on this show before, and now that he has a a great amount of, uh, like, he's going to have an opportunity if something happens to Laird or if Laird gets benched or whatever, and, uh, you know, every time we see these running back injuries, we know that these, the, the right thing to do is to just stash the next guy up. So there we go, Miles Gaskin. Finally, uh, I think the sneakiest pickup of the week is Spencer Ware, who actually led the Kansas City Chiefs backfield in snaps, played more snaps than Darwin, played more snaps than LaShawn McCoy, was not involved in the game, you know, was not uh, getting rushing attempts on the ground or anything, like, you know, wasn't being targeted, but... 
Andy Reid trusts him. The team trusts him. Patrick Mahomes trusts him. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just very clear that uh, I think he's going to be on the field. And it would not surprise me to see LaShawn McCoy get the load management thing happening again. And uh, if, in fact, that does end up happening, uh, you know, I, I think that where, like where without McCoy being in and without Damian Williams being in would be a running back that I would project to get, you know, 15 touches. And, and that's a, that's a quarterback worth having. Finally, moving to our streaming section of the podcast. This is where we go through guys who are less than 50% owned that we like for this individual week. Uh, this is, so these are guys that, you know, should be out there on your waiver wire. Of course, I can't promise that they would be, but, uh, you know, just, uh, the streaming options at every position. Position. I'm going to start with, of course, Ryan Tannehill playing at home to Houston. He is now 48% owned on Yahoo. My expectation would be that after waivers run, he is going to be much higher owned than that. Uh, but yeah, he is clearly the number one streaming quarterback. He has just been, uh, he's just been insane this year, right? There, there is just, just kind of no way around it. He has been phenomenal this year and uh, I, I can't even doubt the volume anymore. He, he's just been too good for me to even doubt him. Uh, next up, we're going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick at the New York Giants. The Giants defense is so bad that Carson Wentz was able to lead a comeback against them uh, with really just two wide receivers and uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside got injured as well. So uh, finished the game with only one wide receivers, basically Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard and Greg Ward out there. Uh, and, uh, uh, those, those that's kind of it for me for the uh, the primary streamers. There are a couple secondary guys who are interesting. Gardner Minshew at Oakland. The Oakland defense has been extremely forgiving to uh, opposing passing defenses this year. Just gave up that massive performance to uh, the just gave up that massive performance to Ryan Tannehill. And Gardner Minshew should pretty much be out there in uh, in every single league and format. And then the. Uh, the if-you-are-truly-desperate candidate is Eli Manning, 3% owned, gets to play against Miami at home. We saw him able to hook up with Darius Slayton on a couple deep passes over the last week. Uh, you know, you're not, don't, don't go crazy on Eli Manning, but if you're, if you are truly absolutely desperate in week 15, Eli is going to be your man. Moving to the tight end streaming position, uh, I do think things are a little bit more difficult at this position than they have been over the last few weeks. Uh, the top streaming option is going to be, if healthy, Noah Fant, but, uh, uh, you know he was he left the game on Sunday injured, so don't know uh, don't know how strong of an option he's going to be. You know, it, well he's a strong option if starting. If he doesn't start, you know, obviously you can't use him. Mike Gesicki against the New York Giants. Again, he just he just is so involved in the offense. He saw only five targets and one reception against the New York Jets, but that was his that was his worst game of the of the last two months, basically. So I, I think that he is gonna work his way back into the streaming conversation. We'll be probably projecting him as a top fifteen tight end this week. Uh David Njoku, again, another another interesting player. Uh he he, he came back and is now going to be playing against the Arizona Cardinals. The uh, the flow chart, but he was barely targeted in their last game, and uh, I you know I I don't I just don't know how much you can really trust him. Tyler Higby is still only 22% owned. My guess would be that in most very competitive leagues, he is probably already owned. 
so I don't want to give him out as a streaming option. Uh, but if he, of course, if he is there, he is the number one streaming option this week. And then our final option is Johnny Smith, 13% owned in Yahoo leagues, uh, scored another touchdown last week, was targeted four times in the passing game with Delaney Walker and Adam Humphreys out. Very low ceiling option, just not a ton of passing volume to go around in this offense, but definitely someone that you could consider streaming for one week. Moving to the kicker position. Uh, I think a lot of you have probably been riding uh, Young uh, Ho Koo, but he now is going to be playing at the San Francisco 49ers. Probably not crazy about using him there. Robbie Gold gets the Atlanta Falcons at home. On the other side of that game, though, he is the clear number one far and away kicking option of the week. Uh, don't even don't even think that it is particularly close. You definitely are going to want Robbie Gold in your lineup. He's 23% owned in Yahoo leagues. If you're not able to get him, Austin Sider is playing at Arizona. They've been the best matchup for kickers all year long. They play in a dome. They play uh, very fast, so they give up a ton of possessions. And uh, you're definitely going to, like, there just is no sweat for streaming kickers for the semifinal week. You should be able to get either one of those guys, and you should feel pretty comfortable doing it. Unfortunately, defense streaming this week is super tough. So under 50% owned, some of the options would be like some of the options are pretty thin. It's like the, the Chargers at home to Minnesota. Uh, Seattle at Carolina is one that I'm pretty interested in because Kyle Allen has been just so turnover prone this year. The Kansas City Chiefs at home to the Denver Broncos. Uh, I, I think that we are going to see some mistakes come from Drew Locke sooner rather than later. He was a very turnover prone quarterback in college, so uh, I think that you can look at that one. Sounds crazy to say, but uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, uh, they are they are a, a legit option to me because David Blau, I mean, he is like, I mean, David Blau, bro, he just, he's just, he's not, uh, he's not a very good NFL quarterback, you know, just a, a bunch of turnovers last week. And I think that we can definitely see that happen from him in the future. So the Buccaneers are, uh, are one that I'm interested in. They are 4% owned. So I definitely think that you can, I definitely think that you can be playing him. So that's going to do it for us here at the roster management show. Hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. And we will be back uh, next week in championship week. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.